Hello, I'm Derek Weekly, and welcome to episode 161 of the Weekly Weekly Podcast. Thank you very much for uh, tuning in, wherever you might be. Um, thanks for listening last week. I normally have a guest to thank, but I did a, a, um, a solo episode last week. Waffled on for about 45 minutes. It was probably longer than that, but it felt, well, it felt longer than that. But uh, yeah, that was really uh, a fun one to do, and I heard some nice feedback from it. So it's an interesting one. If you want to think about have you ever, when have you ever been yourself, or who are you, or... Uh, go listen to it i can't remember what it's about um but if you want to uh, support the podcast we're over on uh, buy me a coffee link is in the description all that um this week's guests are acupuncturists in women's health and they are jennifer whelan and louise ryan how are you both doing very good we were uh just discussing before uh about um jennifer and louise in the same room first time for the podcast that we've talked to two people in the same room I'm I'm kind of excited about that for some like I don't know like overly excited about that it's because it's a first and we we're in, we're in uh, like 161 now so to keep having first is is quite a cool thing um so we all we always start at the beginning as it were so um Jennifer could you give us a a, a short history of your upbringing please sure well I'm the eldest of three in my family there's me and I have two younger brothers and then I. I'm from Limerick, born in Limerick, and yeah, I've just your standard Irish family. My dad's a builder, my mum was a homemaker until I was 15, and now she's a Pilates instructor. Wow. Brilliant. I was actually talking, actually, that's, that's really weird because I went to the dentist the other day, right? And the dentist was working away on me and she was asking me what I do. And I was saying I, I coached like um, CrossFit and Jiu Jitsu and stuff. And she says she does Pilates because of her profession that the the way she sits over people she has to have a strong core it's just something you never think about like when you're not doing that particular job but she just does pilates all the time so her core is strong and i was like i'm always like one of those things that i we've had a pilates instructor on and it's always like that sounds like a really good thing to have regardless of what you do you know to to work on the core it makes sense but it's one of those things like I, i keep pushing it back so i'll need to maybe do it sometime but listen um, so I just waffle it. Uh, Louise, um, how about yourself? Um, I am the oldest as well, oldest of six. One sister, four brothers, born in Limerick. Um, dad uh, was a sales manager, so away a lot. Mum stayed at home. Um, we had a lovely life. Uh, went away, studied, moved back to Limerick. Um so, so yeah, got away and saw things and then came home again. Nice. I, uh, I was in Limerick a few times. I think I first went to Limerick when I was like 37, which is not it's great, but, uh, I, I actually really like it. It's a lovely, uh, city down there. And, um, uh, obviously I'm from Athlone here. So the Shannon is something that we, we both have in common, but yeah, Limerick is a lovely city. Um, so back to you, Jennifer. Um, when did you first become aware of mental health? Um, I think. In, well, in my secondary school, it was very much um, talked about. We had health ed every week and it was something that I think maybe we were ahead of the time. I'm not sure, but it was talked about an awful lot because it was an all girls school as well. So I suppose maybe it was easier for everyone to talk about it. But I think like my first real impact with mental health was after I had my son right. and I went through a period of postpartum depression. And I think that was my first actual proper experience of anxiety and feelings of depression firsthand I don't think I'd really 
dealt with anything like that beforehand or had friends that went through, maybe not openly went through anything mm. before that, but that would have been my first real experience with it. And how about yourself, Louise? Um, so I suppose, I suppose I would have always been aware of, of mental health in general, but, def- but definitely I like, think just like, I'm a bit older than me, so in school, we never spoke about mental health when I was in school. I can't remember it that way. But I never really had any problems, maybe that I was aware of while you're growing up or in my early years. I think the first time when a real crisis came in my life, my marriage broke up. And I remember that. So I had kind of like, I wouldn't say no problems with mental health, I definitely struggled before. But then I was definitely like, oh, my God, this is actually an emergency. And I remember at that point I was working in an acupuncture. And I remember getting ear acupuncture. And I remember at that time feeling like I just had a Valium. It was like really, really good. Um, And that helped me through that immediate thing. But then subsequent to that, I was like, really started exploring it because when you get challenged in a way when you're like oh party, this could stay with me you learn to develop tools then and you start going oh actually so so then after that I started really looking into it because I was like you know it, that wasn't the first that was that was only the first challenge many other challenges came sub- subsequent to that um so so then after that I looked into it a lot more um but but yeah, that was probably the very first time I would say and <laughs> it was a slight mental health emergency <laughs> happened. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah. So, um I want to talk about like obviously want to talk about ac- acupuncture, but I want to talk about why or when you both first discovered it, you know, is to discover it is one thing. It's like, you know, maybe going for a massage or some sort of treatment. Um uh, but then wanting it to become your profession, when did that come about? So I I am actually an English and history teacher. That's yeah. been qualified in. Um, and I kind of, it didn't really feel like a fit. I was finished with college and an opportunity came up to go to Japan. So I took it. And when I was out there, I got very, very sick. I had stomach problems. And it was just not heard of to go to a doctor. Like you weren't given medicines or anything like that. And I was taken to a Japanese acupuncturist that did bloodletting, which I'd never heard of or seen at the time, but it had like an immediate effect. And I was like, oh my God, there's something to this. And then the more I read about it, the more I had to do with acupuncture or I received acupuncture, the more I thought, yeah, there's something really special about this. And when I came back from Japan, I got the opportunity to work in an acupuncture clinic. That's how we met. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and um, I, while I was there, I joined um, the acupuncture college and was just kind of studying and working. I was a receptionist there and studying and working. And I just, I loved it. I just love it. And it's like, yeah, I don't want to be a teacher. This is what I want <laughs> to do. So I kind of fell into it, I suppose, like in a roundabout way. But I think it was fate because if I hadn't, been a teacher I would never have gone to Japan so yeah yeah how about how about you Louise <laughs> 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 I 
Well, my original degree was nutrition. So I studied nutrition, first of all. And then my very first job that I got out of college was um, as a sales rep to health food shops. They're selling a lot of herbal medicines. And I got really into herbal medicines. I just loved, I really liked the whole idea of um, rather than the pharmaceutical product, and uh, uh, very often they're based off the same thing anyway. They're just slightly different um, strengths as such. Um, so I loved that. And then, yeah, anyway, I moved on from that job and ended up working in the pharmaceutical industry, which I liked for a while. It was more the nutrition end of the pharmaceutical industry. But I, I was kind of like, this is, this is not really me. That herbal stuff was when I got into it. So then I started studying acupuncture um, on at the weekends and like alongside what I was doing, qualified and very luckily in some ways, um, got made redundant from my pharmaceutical job. So then I was able to um, have that little bridge to set up my own acupuncture practice and then start learning Chinese herbs and and take it from there. So yeah, it's kind of, I think I suppose I, it's related to what I originally studied. Um, but, but yeah, I suppose um, alternative medicine might have been my calling from the start. Um, what I like, you know, what I've been very lucky to kind of find doing this podcast is is to meet and talk to people who are very passionate about the things they do, but also how the things they do help so many people. And uh, Jennifer, you, you messaged me the other day, we were, you mentioned about the idea of, you know, if there's... Uh, fertility treatment um, how people can come to you and that's one side of it but the other side that's kind of you know maybe not seen is the fact that you lend an ear to people who are struggling and give people that opportunity because when you sent me that message I, I I noticed that when I think of mental health and I've been through stuff and people have been through stuff and they don't have the support or the ear I think it's it's such an important part of it and maybe something that people don't don't think about um for for you um how is it being that person who can you know and i don't mean this because i think irish people if we if i ask this to most people they're like oh i don't want to answer this because i don't want to big myself up but it is really important side of it isn't it yeah it's so important i don't think people realize how lonely a fertility journey actually is it's not something that you can go into work on monday and have a chat with co-workers about and and you know relive your weekend of worrying about am I going to get positive tests am I, like am I following all these um drugs I have to take it's not something you can go in and chat about and that it's a happy positive fact so I think it's something that people don't want to share at work and then a lot of people come into us and they'll say it straight away like it's so lovely coming in here you're the first person I've been able to talk to about this besides my partner maybe they don't even share it with their friends because maybe they don't want to talk about it or a lot of people say my friends are talking about, oh, we're having a baby. My friend is having a baby. This is happening. So they don't want to be sharing their struggles then because they don't feel maybe they can. Or they're just, I think, maybe a bit embarrassed or maybe they are they just can't. Yeah. So when they come in to us, they do say it. It's like a weight off. They can come in. They can talk openly about what's happening. We can celebrate all the little things that happen with them. They wait to come in and tell us about all the little things that happen and 
Like, it's brilliant. They, they say it straight out, this is such a weird offering when they can tell us their worries. If they're having a bad time, if they're struggling, they can come in and let it all out here. Mm. And we can share that with them and they don't have to take that home with them. It's just an extra weight off. So I think it's really important what we do. Yeah. Oh, I think so. It's, it's, it's amazing. And um, for all my talk of maybe noticing, when you mentioned to me noticing about the mental health side of it, I didn't think of it in those terms with regard to both the that people would speak to you about, obviously not just go for the treatment, but speak about, you know, the problems they were having. Um, Louise, like when you talk about Chinese herbs, what, what you studied, um, how did the two come together, the acupuncture and the herbs? Um, so, so a number of ways. Um, say, say now I had somebody in this morning, right? And we want to do a couple of things in that person's body. So say, for instance, they have an irregular cycle or a difficult or painful cycle, something along those lines. That would be the common thing. Um, we want to get blood flowing to their reproductive organs. We want to get the blood flowing in a very physical way. So for anybody with pain, that would be the exact same thing that we do. You want to actually physically get the blood to the muscle or to the organ that is responsible for whatever it is we're doing in the body but sometimes we actually need to take something internally in it. that's far more important in women's health where so for instance this particular lady and this would be a picture for many would have um almost sticky blood so like conditions like endometriosis where you might have blood clotting things like that we want herbs or medicinals that um can actually break that blood like or all the world like aspirin as a medicine so it pins the blood so we want to use herbs to do a similar thing um you probably couldn't do that exact thing with acupuncture but even though you could it would take a really really long number of steps so the herbs would actually do that in a quicker time so it's almost like you give the treatment and they take it away in a herbal form as right. well as what we're doing so it's it's both the physical, um, working on the person, on the body, moving energy and chi and gases within the body, and then giving them something that will change something physically in their body, like their, the, the thickness of their blood organs. Mm-hmm. And herbs are really, really good for doing that. So uh, particularly in women's health, I find, like we would deal with a lot of pain, and that can be treated mostly without herbs. Um, but for women's health, herbs end up being quite important and they really do they do help right um there the, i i'm sure you've come uh people have come to you about this idea uh, jennifer about the idea of um they're a little bit worried about the needles uh, mm-hmm. as you know the treatment themselves if there is someone listening to this and they're thinking that they or oh, they'd love to give it a go but like maybe that's what's holding them back how would you uh calm their anxieties um, first of all, I think something that has given us a very bad name has been deep needle treatments because people often go for deep needle treatments for pain and they find it quite painful. But our needles are significantly smaller than what they use for deep needle treatment. They're very flexible and you you might have slight discomfort with the needles going in, but it settles very fast. Generally, people fall asleep during our treatments or um 
anyone that we've had, well, I, definitely I've had anyone that has come in and said, I don't like needles, they make me a bit squeamish, I'm afraid I don't like getting injections. Been always say it afterwards, like that was nothing. I can't believe I was worried about it. That didn't hurt. That was actually so lovely. It was one of the main things. And most of the time, like I do anyway, Dick, I know you do too. I start off with points that I know are going to be really comfortable, that I know won't be an issue. So when the first one goes in and then they're like, oh, that was it. I'm like, yeah, that's it. And then they just come and they're like, okay, it's not too bad. So because the worst is over then at that stage. But Generally, it is really pain-free. Um, there are certain points, obviously, in the body that are a bit more sensitive, but I would say give it a go. That's what I would yeah. say. I, and that's I think that's the thing about most of, you know, uh, you know, maybe people who have do treatments like acupuncture or massage and all those kind of things, because, like, you can't decide. You'll never be able to decide if you don't actually do it yourself, because people will tell you different things. Someone will say, oh, I didn't feel a thing, but then another person... Like you said, Jennifer, there might be a point in the body that's a bit, bit like more sensitive. They might have had that treatment, and then that treatment to them was a little bit more uncomfortable. So it's like going and do, doing it yourself and see how you get on. And, you know, it makes more sense. I think um, there's something was very new to me, uh, Louise, about about acupuncture with regards to to cosmetics. To, with you know that that was um, I always just thought acupuncture was due a pain. So how does it work with cos- the cosmetic side of things? Um, well, so on a very, very basic level, if you put a needle into the skin, um, the, almost one of the very first things that happens is the body perceives that as somewhat of an injury. So what it does is it brings collagen to the surface. So if you were doing that on the face, collagen is exactly what you want. essentially a more natural way of doing it rather than you know pumping collagen in correct me if i'm wrong but i think that's what they do is it but when they do the lip fillers and stuff like that or is that a separate thing it would be different yeah it w- it would okay different. yeah well i mean yeah. no i know i know the treatment would be different but but when they're doing that you know when they're like 
Yeah. Uh, when they're filling the, the lips and stuff, are they injecting collagen? Or it's is... artificial. So it's, okay, it's all right. the same as the one that your body makes yourself. So yeah. What your body makes yourself, your body needs. And what you're injecting, your skin doesn't necessarily need it. And when you're injecting your face with fillers and Botox and things like that, you're creating space there that your face isn't really going to always adapt to. Yeah. Whereas natural collagen, it's supposed to be there. So when you're like filling in lines and things like that, when your body produces the collagen, it's going to last longer. And when you do your next treatment, the body will react even quicker producing collagen. Whereas when you get Botox or you get fillers, it fades. And when that fades and it's gone, you're left with loose skin. You're left with loose, like above the muscle can be loose as well. And that's why people have to continually go back and get more fillers, more Botox, because they get this sag, because there's nothing holding it then once that's gone. So long term, it's actually far more beneficial to go down the natural route because your skin is just constantly replenishing and healing itself. If you go down Botox and filler route, it's a short term solution because you're, you have to age. It's just the way of life. Yeah. You may as well embrace it. And Absolutely. If you go naturally, at least you're preparing for it long term as well. Do you, uh, when, when, um, when someone is treated, whether it's, you know, for pain in their leg or, you know, if it's a cosmetic thing or um, when you leave, because if, you know, if someone gets cupping, there might be the cup marks on, on the on the back or whatever. And you see it. Is there a is there a visible trace of because some people might be a little bit like concerned about that, like the the, the um, immediate after effect of of the acupuncture? Yeah, so so we do a couple of different types of cosmetic acupuncture. Um, we do a microneedling um, facial at Louise does, mm-hmm. and I do generally just with the needle. So the, the there's the very little the microneedling. You would have yeah a bit of downtime after it, where you you'd need the skin to heal a bit. But yeah. um, with the facial acupuncture. Like the worst that will happen is that you might get a small bruise because obviously the blood vessels under the skin are so close on the face that if it's a thing you just maybe nick one, you might have a tiny bruise. That's about it, really. Like you can, people come in for facials and then go out afterwards. You wouldn't even know, only that yeah. they look so good. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's the thing. Listen, if you wouldn't mind me just, uh, I'm just going to read out a little advert here. And um, while I'm doing that, Louise, could you, would you be able to just scoot your chair a tiny bit closer to, if possible, uh, to kind of towards just for the mic to pick up? Um, uh, let me just read this. Um, seamlessly by the way i'm going to say that before i start reading so we'll see if i mess up um fusion training center monksland athlone a place to train in brazilian jiu-jitsu kickboxing martial arts and crossfit a great atmosphere with experienced coaches and a real sense of community if you want to join the team find us on facebook at fusion training center or drop in for a chat fusion training center train like a warrior wasn't too bad actually um so i i think um i do want to ask about yourselves with regards to uh, acupuncture do you use it uh, a lot is it something that you kind of because that's always I'm always wondering about uh, uh, like a masseuse do they get many massages so I'm, I'm going to kind of flip around and ask you okay. yes good well now, now that Jen's here it's actually a tiny bit easier <laughs> yeah. uh, but you know your aim isn't as good <laughs> yeah, fair enough yeah depending on where you're going for in the body. <laughs> but, but yes, 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 yes. I would be 
when we needle that or massage it or gua sha it. We use something called gua sha quite a lot. So the facial gua sha is one thing. Body gua sha is another, which is really brilliant for getting out muscle stagnation and tightness. I would do that on myself. And um, yeah, I would ear acupuncture myself. Yeah. And, and me. <laughs> yeah. But, but then it's a lot easier. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously, same goes for you. I'm I'm guessing the same thing for you, Jennifer. Yeah. Yeah, I would say I would say once a month at least, I would do a full body like treatment on myself. It's something you can do at home when you're watching Netflix. Like we can anyway. I wouldn't recommend if you haven't studied it to do it at home on the whole. But it's something we could definitely do at home anyway. And um I do about once a month, but like that, if you're having, I have two small kids, so if I'm having a hectic day, I'll come in and do some ear acupuncture, the palm of our clinic, yeah. and um, it's great. And then I would do, I'd say, especially since we started doing the skincare ranges, I think we're definitely, oh yeah, yeah, we definitely bring it home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We've yeah, been very generous for ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> well, and rightly, rightly so, though. Rightly so for what you do. And um, I also like having just read uh, out the advert about gyms and sports and stuff. I, you know, it's it's an interest to me. Um, obviously, I pick up injuries now and again. It's something you're doing some quite physical sports, and even if it's something like football and stuff. Um, there's one. There's there's something I always find it's quite a common thing, and I guess you would have heard a lot with with to do with more to do with tired muscles. With um, you know, if there's a certain muscle group that you haven't used in a long while, and and you feel that kind of just real weakness and almost like tender to the touch, um, you know, muscular problems would and would acupuncture help with that? It would, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you could do a, a number of things. So you could just one of the things that acupuncture does really well is it's like very very basic is bring blood flow to the area that, right. of the body that you direct it to, right? So and if you have a tired muscle and you increase the blood flow to it, it will perform better. You can also do things like, um, there's things like motor point needling where you're, you can actually, as a lecture, and get that muscle to work a little bit better. So it's okay. either inhibited or, you know, if there's something, something out of balance there. So, so definitely. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Because, that, yeah, I, do you know what? Like, it's funny when I, I'm talking to you now, I'm definitely going to get it. Like, don't tr- have to try. Because I, I, I say this all the time in the podcast, but I am going to, I try to take something away from every episode. And somebody on who's speaking about a particular treatment they do, I'm like, well, I have to go and try it now so I can come back on the podcast and say it. So it's definitely something that I want to uh, try now. There's a couple of things that I also wanted to talk about. Um, I'm going to mess up this uh, word, but... um. This is directed towards you, Jennifer. You might do this as well, Louise. But uh, what is um, two in a massage? Is that correct? Two in a massage. Okay, what is that? It's a type of Chinese massage, which is basically something that we use to supplement an acupuncture treatment. It's, it's made to elongate muscles, but also to help relax tendons and ligaments as well so it's particularly good for sports injuries because like I would say if you do have an injury you tend to like carry it not stretch it out it's something we do in Ireland we're very bad for stretching tuna is really good for that because you have to physically stretch out the muscles and the tendons so people do find it really good it's great as well like Louise was saying if you have a tired muscle like 
acupuncture is brilliant for bringing blood to the muscle and then tuna just accentuates it afterwards because you're spreading the blood then deliberately through the muscle as well. So people find it can be a bit sore, obviously, if your muscle is tender, but the results are really good then afterwards. I was, um, when I was, when I was looking up uh, what you do like this, I couldn't believe the list of things. That was the kind of fascinating for me, um, uh, including something like anxiety, which I suffer from uh, ba- quite badly at times, um, which can often lead to stuff like headaches, for instance, and 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 many different things to do with with you know men and women's uh, health. Um, with something like anxiety, though, is that like how is? Because I was trying to think, like, where does like where do the needles go, or do you, maybe you could fill me in, Louise, with that one. So uh, well. So taking the example of anxiety, if somebody yeah. came in anxiety, was their main complaint? The, probably the most likely place where the needles are going to go is um, the head mm-hmm. and the ears. There's a whole system of acupuncture called auricular acupuncture. So it is every part of the body with the ears. Um, but there's kind of a set of metaphors that I use during the very, very right there. Uh, one of which is actually called tantalizer tantalizer tantalizer. That's the point that I was talking about earlier that I experienced. I actually started sharing my words. I was really, really getting very stressed. But when I got this point, I genuinely just started sharing my words. I was, it was like Valium or Tranquilizer. And what I think here is I tend to use, um, there's sort of some term that needs to be needed that I might think is a year and then that person would um, press their ears if they have a, a moment where it starts to get again. So you might have seen that before with maybe people that are using acupuncture to give up smoking. They would find these right. in their ears and that is it's that type of, of acupuncture. That's really important. And there's a number of points in the head that are also really, really good for anxiety around here. There's points in the wrist that are excellent for anxiety and sleep. And very often you'll do you'll have somebody to use anxiety. All, all of the rituals we do were having a proper chat. So the other proper chat, then the needles will go in. Often the person's neck is So that very often is they've had the chat, they've unloaded a little bit, and then they relax, they actually relax with all those needles. It's very, very helpful. So then there might be there might be additional points that we'd add in. So I'd always be asking somebody if they're anxiety. They might also have a feeling in their chest, mm-hmm. points that relate to chest. They might have a nervous tummy. So we'd add in some points that are also good for digestion. So you can actually kind of get the full picture. So so yes, it's really actually very good for that. And what acupuncture tends to be is basically switches off um, your fight or flight nervous system, right, lets yeah. the body relax. And we do that relatively frequently then and treat frequently. And eventually their body gets into the habit of being able to do that and they can then start to learn to do that for themselves. Uh, yeah, it's it's weird. You mentioned the chest. Chest was the thing I noticed very early on when I started suffering with anxiety. And then arms, there was the, the sensation that they almost not quite pins and needles, but I suppose it's the best way as I can describe it as as a kind of a a, a feeling of, of pins and needles down the arms and into the hands. 
And, you know, I was guessing when, when we were talking about anxiety to do with the head because uh, headaches are, you know, a massive thing, anxiety, everything, um, stressed and so forth. And I, and I notice as well, like kind of my neck will get quite tense. And also, you know, you do the for migraine headaches as well. So it's that kind of um, it's it kind of covers every like base that people might need, I guess. Like, you know, it's it's fascinating in that in, in that sense. Um, uh, have you had so Jennifer, like to work in, in the industry that you're working in, you I would imagine you have to be quite an empathetic person. Um, would that be true? Yeah, I don't I don't think you could work. Properly yeah. in this industry, without having empathy, to be honest, like, yeah, you have to care about your patients, or you can you can do the process, but you won't get the same results because at the end of the day, you're dealing with humans and human emotion, and people can realize and see if you are there for them or if you're there for some other reason. So I think like we get that a lot. People trust us; they know we're here for the right reason. They know that we care. Mm. like we follow up with patients we remember our patients like they mean a lot to us and they know that and that has a knock-on effect then as well with the treatments because they're so comfortable with us like you know like we see it so after they come in and like we don't even burn that much stuff or diffusers or anything but they come in and they go there's the instant they're like i love that smell we talk about it all the time and we're like what is the smell because we don't like we don't really have anything but it's something that we're a comfort blanket for them. They're so used to coming in and being able to relax and switch off here. It's an association, exactly. They just, it for we're their safe place because they come in and they can often what they can relax. They know they're going to rest. Uh, the amount of people who need that and don't have it, the, the safe space and the, the place that they can go. And, and I can kind of get that idea. I know you're saying you don't burn stuff and, and things like but. And you said Louise Association, but I, I used to go to a therapist nearby and it, it, the same thing. It wasn't that there was, you know, anything that was uh, smell in the incense or anything in the air. It was nothing like that. But it's it's that like association of knowing that uh, for now, you know, you can kind of almost like push away the stuff that's going on outside the world, work and all that kind of stuff. And you're in a place where you can talk to someone who will um maybe even gone through some of the stuff that you've, you know, that you're going through at the moment. And you talked about IVF and like you talked, uh, Louise, you talked about cycles as well, menstruation cycles, something that, you know, I, I was reading an essay recently by Emily Pine um, about menstruation and stuff. And, you know, uh, shamefully as a 40 year old man, I don't know enough about menstruation cycles. So for me, it was very interesting read because of all, and uh, Jennifer, you had a, a little vlog which I read afterwards up, up about it, and all the different types of periods that women can have. And I like, I'm reading it and I'm looking at your vlog and thinking to myself, like, how do I not know this stuff? And then I wonder, is it just like, is there a squeamishness by men towards it, or is there a? Because you know better from me, from the women's side of point of view, are women talking about it enough? Um, when they come into you, it's one thing because they're looking for a, a, a kind of a help with it or some, you know, uh, like you mentioned earlier on about the herbs, Louise, that can help. Um, so it just got me wondering about that. And like if people are listening to this who may have uncomfortable periods for now, like that they can go to yourself or someone like you nearby them and, and they can help with it. I just wonder, like, is it is it a thing that's just like, is there a stigma out there still? There definitely is amongst men, but is there a little bit amongst women as well? 
I think it's a little bit um, less than it has been, okay. but it still is there. And yeah. I think one of the things is probably a phrase that we would hear relatively often when say, well, my mother was like that, my sister was like that. I thought, right. I thought that's how it was. And if I want to stop it, I have to go on the pill. Mm-hmm. That's what my doctor would describe. So I think that people are only now realizing that there might be another option. And that option, I'm not even necessarily saying is acupuncture. It can be diet, it can be proper nutritional supplementation, it can be stress reduction, it can be various different things. Um, but I think that, that concept of um, periods are hard and we should put up with them is a concept that might be slightly changing. You would agree. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's it, it was a, in women's health in general, and I would say this is probably across the board, periods tend to be filled with easy fertility, but there's more money in fertility, so that's different. There's a bit of a cut up and cut up kind of thing going on with it. And like, yeah, it's okay. I mean, I'd be really Killers and you know, um, or we can give it a pill. That's kind of it, and that's no offense to doctors. That is necessarily yeah. that they have, but I think uh, there's been a lot of um, educators maybe in the area of women's health that have started to and Instagram and stuff like that is great, and for this generation to see that because they can say, oh, hang on, maybe I will take extra B vitamins or magnesium. I heard magnesium is good because I saw it on Instagram, so I'll just take that. And they see that that makes a difference. And then it makes them go, oh, well, maybe I could do something else then. And then they might find somebody like us. Um, you know, so it actually just, there's a tiny bit more empowerment yeah. of that happening, which is really good because it's not meant to be awful. Yeah, it is. It's um, the amount of times that we talk about like social media, something that's kind of negative, and it can be in, a, in many ways, but like, like, even Jennifer putting up a vlog, a little vlog about it, so it just opens the door, you know, and that that can be lead to to help, you know, a lot of people that are like you said, and like you can link this to mental health as well with the idea of like, oh, well, I just thought this is what we go through, like if this is something we do, my dad was like this or whatever. It's it's a it's a thing that we just like you said, just kind of put up with, and when clearly there's a lot more that we can do and there's a lot more people out there that can like help us with it. Um, and you know, which is great, which is brilliant. Um, I always ask, uh, and I'm, I'm, this is a question that's getting tougher to ask because people don't have spare time, but say, just say Jennifer, just throw it out there. Say you did have some spare time. What would you like, what would you normally like to do with it? (sighs) What is spare time? Yes, yeah, that's, that's the problem. <laughs> what did I do with my life? Oh, I tell you, actually, actually, no. <laughs> On the 24th of March, <laughs> right, will be my next available free time. And my husband and myself have booked in to do a sound bath. Is I telling you about that? Oh. Is it so good? I'm so excited. Yeah, and so we've booked in to do that because normally if we free time, we go out to a restaurant or we do something, but we're both trying to be healthier and what we're eating mm-hmm. and stuff. So we said, no, we'll do something different. So that's what I'm doing with my next available free time. <laughs> Which is, um, 
we've had someone on to talk about sound baths. We've had a couple of people come on and say how great they are and how relaxing they are. Again, another thing that I've put on the list of things to do that I've taken from episodes, and I really hope to get around to it. But um, they're kind of fascinating to me, those things, those kind of really... Um, there's, you know, the other one where you, you just get into a pool on your own, like, like you know that, what's yeah. that called? It's brilliant. The floor. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Is that good? Yeah, definitely recommend it. The first time is a bit weird. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you're prone to anxiety. It's That's the problem. Where everything comes out. So <laughs> you're, like the first time you're just floating there, going, oh my God, thinking, 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 making lists. The second time yeah. is when everything works because you've gotten everything out the first time. And the second time, you're just like, I know what's going to happen. And you just, I fell asleep the second time. I got not the right. I was, yeah, it was really, I think that was my um, initial kind of worry that, you know, because you know, it's dark and you're just floating there in your own thoughts because I, I even like hate getting into bed. And if I don't sleep within five minutes, I, I start to, start to go well i think most people do that anyway but um i i definitely like in my own thoughts i kind of get carried away and i i, I but it's it's interesting all that maybe maybe try it twice and then i uh, can pull me in a bit but um and the same question goes for you louise like if you had some spare time what would you like to do with it <laughs> nice um, I'm, I'm determined to try and keep up with some of my best friends and keep the same thing. So um, that was it. I do have a So I'm going to rollerblade. Uh, the, but, but no way. It's exactly the same. It's exactly the same muscle. And I was, I'm just doing that. I'm sorry. 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 Can I just say, they're the um, two answers that I never would have guessed. A sound bath and rollerblading uh, would have wouldn't have been top of the top of the list. But but to be honest, like it's better than some of the answers, like watching films and stuff like that. I think that's a great two, two really like you know positive and great answers. Um, yeah, well, fingers crossed, and make like helmet, uh, elbow guards, all that. You'll be, you'll be, you're smart. You're smart. Listen, um, no, like one of the most important questions, like where can people find you? Um, well, we're based in Castle Triton Centre. Yeah. Um, which is a, it's a, a big shopping centre. We're upstairs, which has become really a wellness centre now at this stage. We've got a chiropractor. There's a recovery centre. We've got um, a gym studio, hairdressers. Uh, beauticians it's really become very much like a, a nice wellness area yeah it's, yeah it's, it's most people say it's like it's actually a really nice place to come up and, and be um we're on instagram we're on facebook occasionally and um we've got our website you can call us what's the what's the website just so we we know it um dot e excellent um and i actually follow uh, Cherry Blossom account on Instagram as well. If people can't find it, you know, I always just they can link it through that way. It's the best way of doing it and keep it up to date. And and uh, you know, I was this is where I tend to find people on Instagram. And I was very lucky to find both of you to to have this chat today. But but to find out more about the, the process um, before getting to chat to and those little you know, like I say, the vlogs and stuff that you put up 
are um, hugely important, obviously. Like I say, a door into something that, you know, we're not thinking about because <laughs> I just thought it was acupuncture was for injuries. And now I realize it's for many, many uh, more uh, things and more important things, really. Um, you've been fabulous guests uh, today. I thank you so much for joining me. Uh, if you don't mind, because it's I have this little thing now that I well little thing I started doing it with guests. So I I close out the episode. Uh, I take a quick photo uh, with you, just the screen, just the three of us on the screen here. And I'm go- I am going to make. I keep saying I make some sort of a thing on the wall here where I get all my guests. Cut myself out of each picture, by the way, because <laughs> that starts to look a bit creepy if you got 160 versions of yourself. Um, so uh, give us one minute. And we'll we'll get the photo. Thank you so much. Uh, I have a couple more thanks to uh, give out there. Thanks very much to John for his technical uh, side of things that I can't do. Thanks to my mum and dad, granddad, Jern Calvin, reeling them out. Um, we're uh, subscribe on YouTube. We're on there. Uh, we're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We're kind of on Twitter. Um, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. All the other ones. Um, obviously very important to thank you to everybody for listening and for for you know tuning in it's always good to uh, uh share some different experiences with people uh, once again jennifer and louise thank you very much thanks so much and yeah uh, yeah like the name of the podcast suggests with we'll the back next week take care bye